are listening live to the program. Your teams, your town, your program. The Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in the last five years. High in the air in the left field. And Bobby Witt Jr. ties the game. Home run number 20. History-making home run number 20. As Bobby Wood Jr. becomes the first player in Major League history to have at least 20 home runs and 30 stolen bases in his first two seasons. Got it better than us. Nobody. And now, wondering whether there's ever been a better week for Kansas City sports, Seren Petro. Right you are, Kay. Right you are, Petro, in the program on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Thank you for joining us. Uh, a hybrid show from KC and Vegas tomorrow, and then from here on out, uh, we will be coming to you from Lost Wages, Nevada. As uh, I will make the pilgrimage tomorrow to join Todd Lebo, who I believe is airborne right now. Uh, I believe that is Travel Day Lebo. Of course. Honoring the great tradition set forth by one Danny Clinkscale. Todd has booked a flight right in the middle of the day to make sure that he gets a full travel day and can do absolutely no work on a Monday. Typical. Typical Lebo. That's Lebo. That's our Who else but Lebo? (laughs) Uh, Busy program. Got busier with the news from the uh, Royals. Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be a Kansas City Royal for the next 37 years. You heard me right. It's a 37-year, $28 million contract. Don't know how they got it done. It's amazing. He said, I love the Royals. I want to make sure there's more for the club to spend to put talent around me. I'm playing for free. And then he fired his agent because somebody missed some zeros. No. $2.88 million. Wait, wait, what now? That's not that's I not signed for what? That's not how it worked. I drank uh, in the immortal words of Socrates. I quote, I drank what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what movie that's from? I don't. It's old enough that you should have seen it. Ah. What about you, Adam? In the immortal words of Socrates... I'm reminded of hmm. his quote or something. I can't remember how he leads into it. He goes, I drank what? <laughs> Socrates poisoned himself. He drank poison, if people don't know ah. uh, how that ended. Um, the, the line is said by Val Kilmer. Does that help? Uh, it does not. Okay. Chew on that. Those of you that know out there, we know. If you know, you we know. know. We know. We know. We'll just leave it to us. See if the kid can uh, uh, I, see who can I figure it saw, out fast. Oh, you, you Googled that, I just didn't saw, you? Yeah, well, I'm just going to. Yeah. Real genius. Yeah. It's a movie, Real Genius. We're going to put the kid on a, you know, <laughs> give him something to do here. Yeah. Since apparently I forgot the attachment. Mm-hmm. You still could have. I didn't him. give away the answer. I know. Um, David Lesky is going to be with us to talk about this uh, Bobby Wood Jr. contract. Uh, that'll be in the 2 o'clock hour. In the 3 o'clock hour, Adam Teicher. In the 4 o'clock hour, the two-minute drill, mm-hmm. where we will stop in madcap locations like Washington, D.C., Las Vegas, Nevada, mm-hmm. Chicago, Illinois, and the Twin Cities the of Twin Minneapolis Cities. and St. Paul. Yes. What's happening in St. Paul? Uh, everything. Apparently, somebody thinks Carlos Santana is still a notable, or it was a thin day. What do we got here? What are you thinking? 
Look at that look. That's a man who's hmm. turn around. Take a look at that. He's uh, he's doing stuff. <laughs> he's like he's like gonna punch something. That's what he looks like. Uh, yes. So uh, we went to Minneapolis because of the t- Timberwolves. I assume. Yes, here it is. Timberwolves first place. Kirk Cousins. Well, he's out and about. Slow day for the drill today. Um, you could say that. Was it? I don't know. I mean, not not terribly, but yeah. I mean, I, I, there are. Put it this way: uh, in earlier rounds of the playoffs, we wouldn't be going to the Minnesota today. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm happy to talk some teapops. It's. I mean, the, the. I think the the biggest. I don't think I put it top to bottom. Biggest stories to smallest. Um, I think it's Edwards. Anthony Edwards got fined for mm-hmm. criticizing the officials. I did see somewhere he got fined more for criticizing the officials than Dramon Green got for choking a dude. So I thought that was something. But I don't know if that includes Draymond. That is definitely something. I don't know if that includes Draymond's suspension, though. Oh, like okay. if you could find plus whatever he missed for suspension. But I, I did see that he got he got fined more than forty Green. grand. Yeah. 40K. And I, I want to know, because we've talked about this. It's literally Arsenio Hall in Coming to America. Uh, come on, Keem. Don't take my pocket money. <laughs> I'd love to see what For Eric sure. is thinks, because we've talked about, like, what the hell, national guys. Can we get uh, somebody other than the million-year-old Lakers oh, and the million-year-old Warriors? Can we maybe get the Thunder and the, and the Wolves on national Look, TV? I moonlight on ESPN on the weekends and late night and stuff, um, sometimes here and there. And I did yesterday. And we do a, a topics meeting. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, we have an email that goes around and right. you know for a couple of days, and you, you have input and with the producer and whoever else you're on with. And then they totally change the show because an hour before they go, oh, and Herm Edwards is going to do the show with you for three hours. Yeah. Well, okay. Which I love, Coach. That was awesome. Getting a chance to... Uh, Herm. But uh, when you get a chance to... Throw Herm on. Yes, please. I'll take Herm. Did he have a lot of, uh, oh, a lot of woo? <laughs> he did. He actually did. We were talking about, like, all kinds of Kansas City stuff during the break. Nice. Um, Zaz, the guy I was working with, is from Miami, and I think he was probably like, really? No, nah, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Coach, they got a new entrance at Lock Lloyd. You can come in from oh. the other way. You know, like. Devil's right. Dodges, huh? <laughs> Curtis, I got a question. Don't like I got a question for you, Curtis. Yep. What? Herm on what his tenure would have been like in Kansas City if he had Mahomes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. Well, if I had 15 back there, it'd be pretty good. Pretty good. Hell of a player. Uh, Got to protect that shield. But the uh, the point. He knows that. Yeah. <laughs> I told him. We did talk about my guys during the production meeting. And I, and I was, you know. We were discussing several different things that we might talk about. And, and I was like, oh, you know, Coach, you're my guys. Oh, yeah, guy, 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 watch out for your my guys. Watch out for those my guys. I said, guys. Coach, you gave us a rule on how many you can have. Two. Can't have more than two. <laughs> he finished it for me. No more than two. And I was like, yep, yep. We live by that in the program, man. He also had the coolest Chiefs hat of the coaches. Yes, his I, version, it's my favorite yes. one. I still wear it. His version of the his, his Chiefs hat was was uh, the best. No, my point was, so I sit down and, you know, they're all, all the mm-hmm. – like uh, John, the guy I was working with, is, is down in Miami. I'm in Kansas City. Coach was in Bristol. I think he's back to doing like a week in Bristol and then a week home. And mm. he lives in uh, Carmel, right? Uh, uh, he lives around Pebble Beach oh, because nice. they they shut down Pebble Beach because of the storms, mm-hmm. and there was no power at his house. Oh wow! He was during the breaks calling his wife. All right, what's going on? <laughs> 
Well, it'll be back on. No, I, I can't do Herm like you can. It'll be back on. But he's like, how long we got? All right, hang on. He, <laughs> he got up his wife and, and was checking, make sure everything's okay. Uh, anyway, my point is all the ESPN guys, though, are there in Bristol. And to his point about the basketball, you know, I'm looking at the NBA topics. Lakers get a win at the Knicks. I'm like, oh. You know, can this Laker team... It was like Lakers, Warriors. I'm like, how far do you have to be down in the standings before I can stop sitting through a production meeting about let's talk Lakers, Warriors? I go, could we just put them in a dumpster and, you know, and turn it, set it on fire and let those two teams go on? Like, they're no, how about something about the Thunder or Timberwolves? They are they're the freaking first, type for first place. Well, on the program, we will talk about the freaking Timberwolves. The Lakers. I mean, not much in a Super Bowl week, but I like that we're going to talk about the, one of the most exciting young teams. And if we're going to make a stop, if we're going to do some basketball, let's talk about the team that actually might pee a drop in the postseason. Lakers are the nine. The Warriors are, are the 11, 12. 12? Are they 12 now? And they well, also. They're back behind Houston now. The, the, Warri- or the Wolves were where the Warriors might wind up this year, which is in the play in. And everybody mocked the Wolves last year because how they celebrated. I can't remember if it was how they celebrated just clinching a playoff berth or how they celebrated winning the play in. But people mocked them, and I'm like, maybe they just knew. Maybe they were celebrating because they knew it was an important building block to what they were going to become. Yeah. And. Now look where they are. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, they're fun teams. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, the NFL does not work like that. We talk plenty of Chiefs. The Chiefs always make their way to the top. And to the credit, the crawl on ESPN, mm-hmm. which by the way, I'm a. I like doing it, or I wouldn't do it. Right? It's not funding the retirement. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, but the the point being, Bobby Wood Jr. is on the crawl. Yep, that's a big deal. Tis the a big lowly deal. Royals when they. Roll out that kind of bread. When you have a, a crawl of a baseball signing at the beginning of Super Bowl week, that's a major story. It's yeah. weird, though, that it does say breaking news uh, Bobby Witt Jr. going to be paid almost as much as our Jeff Passan. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was weird they worded it, it like not. that. Per uh, Jeff Passan. Story, yeah, I was just going to say this story first reported by <laughs> Jeff Passan. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Uh, by the way, Jeff Passon was a guest on our Kaufman Corner podcast uh, not long ago, and he said, yes, I think the signing will get done. We, of course, did a podcast last night. Not saying I'm a little busy trying to get ready to go out of town, but Randy blowing up my phone going, we're going to do an emergency pod tonight, is not the text I needed. No. But get a few, few decent other chance at 10 o'clock I'll be babbling royals tonight. <laughs> so that's that's all I needed. Uh, but let's. Is this the best time ever for Kansas City sports? Because both teams are never good at the same yeah, time. I, I can't think. The closest we've had to that no. was fifteen, where the Chiefs got a playoff win after the Royals had won the World Series. Yeah, but this this to, to isn't that the best combined yeah. like win loss? This isn't a win loss. The Royals are coming no. off a dismal season, but there has been a lot of money spent on free agents, and they just locked up what is a budding superstar. Their best. Traffic maybe yeah. since George Brett. Yes, I mean Brett's their best pick ever. Yeah, I am not ready to say Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be thirty one hundred hits and three three hundred plus home runs. And George wasn't a first round pick, but you know he just came up number two overall, and I think it's probably their best pick. 
Yeah. Certainly since at least Carlos Beltran, a second-round pick of Carlos Beltran. Like if you think about the weeks it would be in the running, would be the first week after they clinched the first Super Bowl berth, that week, you know, the weeks where they're in the Super Bowl or, or def- defending their title, this is as close to the top of the list. The only thing that could be better than this week for the Chiefs would be after they win, would be next week, planning a parade. Combined with, and, and, and in none of those weeks which, which we've seen that happen, has there been anything remotely like this from any other team? So to have this, the, a top-shelf week for the NFL team, and to have the one of the three can... or four biggest developments uh, off the field for the Major League Baseball team in yeah. a positive way. If you flipped it, it would be the Royals running away with first place in the Central and then Patrick Mahomes getting that contract. Yeah, but but the NFL is like when you have a quarterback and he's really good. Like you, you, they knew he's, you knew that was coming. It's not like I wonder if he'll sign. Yeah, Jeez, the thing. There was are we going to lose him to the Knicks? <laughs> no, the guarantee of, of of wit was not there. Yeah, that that's no. the that's what makes this big news is there was no like oh he's absolutely going to be a Kansas City Royal. Yes. So, and you know I saw a bunch of the how about well you know they're just trying to win a vote so. Yeah, I, I think they might have just done that. I mean, along the care? way, this helps them win games. Yeah, do not you? a not a bad you know right. side effect. <laughs> yeah, let, let me say that if if, if there is there are uh, many fans out there who look at this thing and go, well, they're just trying to win a vote. If they sign Cody Bellinger, you might yeah because and and they announce we're only doing this to win a vote. I'm I'm still down with it. Yes. Like, you know, getting good players. So we want to be clear. We're signing T. Higgins to be a part of the Kansas City Chiefs simply because we want to make sure that you vote for the stadium. Fine. (laughs) Great. I like it. I'm not giving you this million dollars, Curtis, because I like you. I'm giving it to show you I have that kind of coin. Yes. Well, in that case, I'm I'm just not sure I want to. Sure. Okay. I'll take it. Yes. It's official. I'll admit, you have more than me. Yes, Off I go. This this deal is unassailable. Yeah. <laughs> From the fan base. Forget it. If uh, you've been out and about and you're... I was wondering why I've been holding my phone for 10 minutes. It's because I got the breakdown of the deal on my phone. Uh, if you're curious how this works, uh, how he will be paid, he will be what next year? 24? I believe. Sorry, yeah. can you look at the birth date so we can yeah. see when he does turn... Uh, 24. I know he was an older high school pick. Uh, June. No, he is. Yeah, he's 20, uh, June 12th. So he is 24 now. Mm. Are you looking at his date of birth? Oh, hang on. See, I, I saw. <laughs> I thought it was his birthday. Uh, born June 14, 2000. Be 24 on June 14th. Okay, so next year, how do, are you looking at baseball reference? I'll look at his Wikipedia page. Look at baseball reference and see what. I forget where they put. Because he's right around the. The think, line they where they... Use, I think they used uh, July 1st. Is that it? So this their, coming up will be his 24-year-old season? I believe that's the game. Let me see what they had him as last year. Or no, no, he'd be turning 25. That'll be his 25-year-old season. They call... No, this would be his 24-year-old Yeah, they call 2023 his 23-year-old season. Yeah. Okay. And so he's going to turn... 24 in June. Oh, 24. Okay. All right. That's what, So yeah. he's not 24 now. No. Okay. So uh, this season he'll turn 24. He's going to make $2 million. Followed by 7, 13, 19, 30, 35, 35. Uh, that's what he's locked into, right? Through, through 2030. Through 2030. 
So he is locked into seven years. I had this discussion with Randy last night, and he was talking about how he wanted, you know, 10 years, 11 years. He'd be disappointed. I said, well, I'm hearing, because I had heard it a while ago, I think we even mentioned it, at the idea, so let's see, 24, 29, 26, 29, 30. He'll be 30 years old when he can get back out on the free agent market. And I had heard that, back this up a year, when they were, this, this was discussed, there were discussions before he ever got to the big leagues, about doing a deal like Churios or the Brewers got, where they signed him before he ever got to the big leagues. He decided no, and, you know, right now it, it looks like a pretty good deal, right? He's going to get $141 million over seven years, uh, and then player options guarantee another $140 million over four more years, and then club options after that. And I assume the club op- options kick in if he hits the player option. Yeah. Will be the wording on that. Yeah. Um, so I think it's of note here that he can get back out on the market at 30. So it's really only guaranteed. If he is the player you want him to be, this will be a seven year deal. And that means somewhere along the way, if he becomes a superstar, if he is 40, 70, mm-hmm. okay, and. It just bangs out 40, 40, 40. He's not taking the options. No. And so somewhere along the lines of about 27, 28 at the latest, or excuse me, yeah, 27, 28 at the end of 28 at the latest, you'll be looking to move him. So this guarantees three to four years of Bobby Witt Jr. in a Royals uniform. The better he is, the shorter this deal will be. Right. It's pretty hard to believe that he will pick up the player options and the club will pick up the club options. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, right. right. Because if he's picking up the player options, they're not going to want to pick up the player option. He's like, dude, he's not getting, yeah. I'm I'm like, I'm one year prove it deals here the rest of the way. Yeah. So I'm taking these 35s, right? And if he does that, the likelihood that he's then going to spin around and be like, oh, my God, he's great again. Well, yeah, we're going to lock point. in 33, 28, and 28. Yeah, the Royals fans should be rooting for it to be a seven-year, $141 million deal. So, look, the Royals had five more years of club control, or four more years of club control. Yeah. They have bought three extra years with this. That's what this is. Just to be I don't mean to rain on the parade, but if you want the facts, these are the facts of the deal. So, it's. I think it's great. Cost certainty for a superstar at two million, seven million, thirteen million, nineteen, thirty, thirty-five, thirty-five. I mean, he played at a thirty-five million dollar level last year, and he's not going to make that kind of money until twenty-nine or thirty. If mean, he were on the open market now, now age would drive this a lot. But let's say he were on the open market at thirty years old, he would get four for one hundred and forty coming off the year he just had. Sure. So, hey, listen, it's great news for the Royals. Um, and it shows that they are willing to now spend and potentially have a bad contract. Because this could go south. Not really, really bad south, but I mean, think if he would have some kind of back injury, Mike Sweeney style, and he's robbed of all power. And you're watching him play 
at age 31, 32, 33, and 34 for $35 million over at first base to hit seven home yeah. runs. Yeah, with no back, he's not playing third. There, there's real risk, and I don't think this ownership group is making this move with the idea that we're okay, you know, just calling off the dogs and not spending anything and just being bad till we get out of this contract in 2034. They're clearly saying we'll write it off. If it goes south, it goes south. But you got to stick your flag in the ground somewhere. And now, when you've got a Michael Walker, and here's what I will say about the Ken. I said this last night, but now you can add this on to it. When you've got Waka, the, the point of Waka and Lugo, you've got a real team. And so next year, now they've got to sign a number of those guys. A lot of those guys are one with a player option. But now Bobby Witt's there and going to be there. So if you've got your player option, you're more likely to hit that player option. You've raised the bar, and now you can shop a, on the next shelf up. There was a shelf that was all the Royals could reach to. And it was the shelf that had Waka and Lugo and Renfro. Renfro might have even been down a shelf. But next year, this team gets better, you reach up to a higher shelf. And maybe they can go get one of those premium free agents if they've got the payroll flexibility. Right? So it's a good day for the Kansas City Royals. All right, we got a lot we want to get to today. We're going to talk uh, about this contract with David Lesky from Inside the Crown. We'll do that next here in the program. He's taken Larry King to a Prince concert. He's eaten Dairy Queen while watching a Duke game. Certainly Duke is Duke. He's seen the Princess Bride with his friend Earl. Inconceivable. Yeah, it's safe to say he's obsessed with the Royals. From inside the crown, it's David Lesky on the program. David Lesky is brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete, Kansas City's nationally recognized full-service paving and pavement maintenance contractor, making parking lot problems disappear in Kansas City since 1994. Free consultations, no commissions, in-house crews, and every project comes with a written warranty. Find them online at ganasphalt.com or call 816-484-3338. All right, let's talk some Royals baseball here. Stealing the thunder from your Kansas City Chiefs. That's what these Royals are doing. David Lesky joins us here in the program, brought to you by our friends at Gan Asphalt and Concrete. Find them online at ganasphalt.com. One contractor, Curtis. They're just one contractor. But they are... All things parking lot. Yes, yes. Okay? All things. Uh, get your parking lot restriped today. A brightly striped lot. We'll cut down on liability. You don't need to get sued, for God's sake, because you got a terrible lot. Let Gan Asphalt and Concrete come in and fix it for you. They're online right now at ganasphalt.com. We welcome David Lesky from Inside the Crown. David, how are you, sir? Well, I think it's the first time we've talked during Super Bowl week, so I'm honored is how I how Isn't are you? It? Like we got, we got something to talk about, man. I know. I it's, know. It's crazy. It's awesome. I, I love it. Uh, reaction to the deal. What do you think? Uh, what, first of all, it's great news that he's going to be here. He's now obligated to be a royal at his own choosing, uh, longer than he was. So let's be clear. The deal is a positive for Royals baseball. I do want to make clear, but it might not be quite as big a positive as some people were hoping for. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, we talked about this at the end, of, during the end, toward the end of the last season, that he was probably going to sign for six or seven years or fourteen years. I mean, it, there really wasn't any reason to go in between for him, and they they actually found a way where he signed for seven years or eight years or nine years or ten years or eleven years or fourteen years. So he actually has has all of those. But you're right; it, it, it's a seven year deal. Um, I mean, I, I could. I could theoretically see 
you know, maybe it being eight. I, I, I could see an injury or something in year seven that makes him pick up the eighth year. But, yeah, it's not – this isn't the 14-year deal that it, that it could potentially be. Um, but what it does do is it gives the Royals time to convince him to when they do renegotiate this deal, because that's what will happen, to stay beyond those seven years. Yeah, it does. And do you think – who got the better end of it? Or is this exactly what his market was? Yeah, I, I feel like – you know, I, I said this is a good deal for everybody. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe there might be – a it might be 55-45 if you're trying to actually break down a winner and a loser. But I think the Royals got a guy for – a good chunk of time who they needed to get for a good chunk of time they spent money that i i think showed something to the fan base that maybe a lot of people didn't believe they would show ever and bobby witt jr got a boatload of money <laughs> i think that i think everybody wins here and and with the opportunity to hit free agency after age 30 so you look at some of these contracts that are going out there and things might change by then that's gosh is that two cbas down the road i think it is um Maybe just one. Either way, it's it's um, it, it could change at that point. But guys are getting twelve year deals at age thirty right now to spread out the AAV. So I mean, he if, if he were to leave the Royals after this deal, he could still get another three hundred fifty million dollars. So I, I think everybody wins here. Yeah, I, I do too. And you know, I'm th- these are kind of the rumblings that I was hearing. You know that he was going to want to get back out on the free agent market yeah. before he got too too old, which speaks to the American player. Uh, you know, understands the finances and you know, uh, and, and, and isn't, or I should say, is not in need of the money, right? And can afford to gamble a little bit more, and that's what he did. And I, I actually was a little bit worried that it was just going to be one or two years. Yeah. Right, like uh, this is, I think about as well as you could do with the son, with a number two overall pick, son of a big leaguer, who's already got a good chunk of change in his pocket. I think the Royal. I, I give great credit to JJ Picole. I think this is a home run. I don't think you could have done any better than this without it just being a ridiculously dangerous contract for the franchise. No, and and the other thing too about those option years. I mean, we we're looking at it. Okay, he's going to opt out. You know, we probably yes. I, I'm not going to say that there's that there's a huge chance he doesn't opt out there. But 140 million over four years, you know, that could be market value at that point. So it might be if he likes it here. Okay, I'll, I'll stick around for for the four more years. The, the only difference is if, if he does that, the Royals are picking up those other three years at, at a relatively affordable cost, and so it ends up being seven and what is that? Seven and two twenty nine is that? It's eighty nine and one forty. Yeah, so seven and two twenty nine. You know, I don't. I don't think it's impossible if he doesn't become, you know, mega superstar, top three MVP vote every year. I think it's possible that that could end up being the market, and if he's happy, you know, there's that. But ultimately, it's it's not. Everybody, like I said, everybody wins here. I think you're right. It's a great contract from the Royals' perspective. Um, I don't know, I'm 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 really interested now to see what it means moving forward for this organization. Is this, okay, we spent it once, we're not going to do it again? Or is this, I think you mentioned it before I came on, does this put them playing in a different tier now? Are they, I'm not going to say acting like the Padres did for a few years when they were giving out $300 million contracts, but 
I mean, does that put them in a Jordan Montgomery market? I mean, I guess he's still out there, so could put it in this year. But a guy like him next season, are they are they going out and spending $120 million over five years on a starting pitcher because they need a, they need a guy at the top of the rotation? I, I don't I don't know. I'm not going to say I predict that, but it could. And it, it became possible with this deal, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Let's be clear. This deal doesn't make him draft any better. Doesn't make him develop any better. Right? Nope. So this is great. But this was also somewhat of a can't-miss kid. I mean, I know his on base may not have been what everybody wanted in year one, but he was going to play in the big leagues you know, for 10 years, barring an injury because of his athleticism, even if it's like, well, he never really lived up to being the number two overall pick. He was definitely always going to be a big leaguer. He was a, he was a can't-miss. They, they do still have to roll up their sleeves and get it right in the draft in Latin America sure. and on the development side because he's definitely not going to want to sign if the team is crap the entire time he's here. Exactly, and that, that's they're now on a clock to become a sustainable winner because if it gets to, I don't know, 2028 and they've, let's say they spend some money and they, they win one year and don't win the next, but they're still not developing, that, that's, they probably have to trade him because he's, he's probably told them, hey, I'm done here. This I, I gave it a shot. It didn't work out. But if they get to 2028 and they, you know, they, they compete for the division this year. They maybe win it in 25. They win 90 games in 26, 92 in, in 27. The farm system's producing. Maybe he says, hey, guys, I, I'm going to opt out, but what if we just go, like, 10 more years and $410 million more? You know, let's just, let's just, let's just call it a day and, and get this done. That's possible, too. Um, and, and if you – because of this deal, you can't say the Royals won't do that. You can't say they refuse to pay their players because they, they paid a guy. They really did. And so they're on the clock now. They've got a few years to convince him that when they do renegotiate, it's not him getting traded. It's him getting signed for even longer. Who's next? Not necessarily that they're going to you know, have another announcement tomorrow or next week or whatever, but who would be the next target for them to lock up? I think it's got to be Pasquantino, right? I mean, I, I, who else is there, really? There, there's not... Well, that's I, I where, guess. let me, since you kind of asked that, I know you were going to answer it yourself, but let me take a shot at that first. If you think Michael Massey's real, sure. like Randy and I were talking about him last night. I mean, they went out of their way to say when they signed Adam Frazier, Michael Massey's still our second baseman. His on-base and his slug in the minor league said that that bat will play and will be a plus uh, bat at second base. He was a great defensive second baseman in the minor leagues. He was okay, you know, for the big league level. But that's a guy that if you're like, hey, we've got this group and they all like playing with each other, I, I don't know. who, who are the, Who's the crew? Who's Bobby Witt Jr.'s let's hit the town and Pittsburgh crew? I, I don't know. But, like, if they can ball or you think they're going to ball, then if it's Vinny Pascantino or if Michael Massey's his wingman, I mean, I think Massey – has a pedigree that he ought to be good. Yeah. Like, we gave our breakout candidates, and Massey's my breakout candidate for this year. I know it disappointed last year. So if he was willing to sign now, which he really shouldn't because he should put up some better numbers before, so he's got some leverage, but I, I would like to see them sign him if they're convinced he's going to be the guy at second base. Yeah, I agreed. And I, I think he, he would make some sense. I think Vinny's still the next guy just because I have the – just from things that I've heard, and he's actually produced. He likes it in Kansas City. The Royals love him. I, I think that makes sense. But you're right. Bob, or Michael Massey would make a lot of sense, especially because he and Witt are really solid combo up the middle. I think that there's something to be said for familiarity 
with a shortstop and a second baseman, and you've signed your shortstop for seven years, if you think Massey is that good, give him six years and thirty-two million, or I don't know, really threw, pulled a number out of you know where. So I don't. That might not be smart or whatever, but give him a contract, get him signed up for a while, see where it goes. Um, I, I, otherwise, I don't know. I mean, I guess you could. That, this is really risky, but Cole Reagan, I don't. I wouldn't do it, but. <laughs> you know, if it, if you're going to sign a guy with with coming off or not coming off, but with two Tommy Johns, maybe you get a maybe you get a bargain there. And if he's if he's the guy he was, and he, even if he misses a year with Tommy John, oh well. Um, but, yeah, but don't you feel like if he misses a year yeah. with Tommy John, he's done? Maybe. Well, maybe the thing about him, this is going way off, but his two Tommy Johns, I feel like, are different than a guy who had Tommy John pitch for five years, had a second Tommy John, because he had him back to back because of an issue with the first one. Not, I guess, not fully healing. Exact. I, I need to go back and read exa- read exactly what it was. But I feel like slightly different. But yeah, you're right. A third Tommy John is is a is a huge deal. So I, like I said, I wouldn't do it. But he's one of those guys who maybe you maybe you do. Or look, I mean, I wouldn't give Brady Singer money. But if the Royals think, hey, last year was the aberration, maybe you get him on a slightly better deal. They were talking about it last year. I think that's possible. I. Again, wouldn't predict it, but I'd say Vinny's next. But there, there, I guess there are a couple other options that I didn't really think about before. Yeah, and I, I think that, that's the question is, you know, John Sherman was a minority owner in the Guardians organization, and they've done a pretty good job of, of signing guys, and they were the first club to really jump in. And John Sherman's obviously old enough to remember this, but when they jumped in and signed Kenny yeah. Lofton and Carlos Pierga and Jim Tomei and Albert Bell and, you know, that whole crew – it paid dividends for a lot of years. It did, you know, and then, I mean, it, it paid off in the trade market years later too. So you, you got a, you get a lot with that. Uh, and this should silence the if you can't if you can't keep one of your own stars, then what are you even doing? They, they clearly this is a sign that there's more money in baseball if the smallest market team or what is probably the smallest revenue team right now with the Brewers up and running and playing winning baseball every year, the smallest revenue team can go out and do this. It's going to be kind of hard for owners to try poverty, right? Yeah, I, I would imagine. I mean, it, it, John Sherman was kind of in a tough spot because they had to do this. Um, I guess they didn't have to, but it, it, it's not, not something that he could have said, no, I'm, I'm backing off and, and gotten away with it with a stadium vote coming. But I also bet there are some other owners who are not real happy with John Sherman right now. And I I hope that John Sherman's response is, I don't care. I signed Bobby Witt Jr. So, um, yeah, there's there's no excuse for anybody. If the Royals can give out a nine-figure deal like this, that can, I mean, again, it's not going to go to 288, but they, can, that they guaranteed 288 million, anybody can. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, all right, and so what do you think Bobby Witt, the player, is going to be ultimately? I mean, I, I think he's a top-five MVP guy. I think he's a good defender. He's obviously a good base runner. Um, you look at the cot feelings, a lot of that was he was running any chance he got to get to 50 at the end of the year. So I'm not I'm not worried about that. Um, 30 to 35 home run bat. I mean, this is this is one of a, a top 10 to 15 player in baseball every single year. I mean, that, that's, that's what he showed in 2023. That's what the pedigree was. There's no reason to believe he's anything but that. And, I mean, a lot of this will depend on team success, but if Bobby Witt Jr. wins an MVP in in the seven years on this deal, I don't think anybody would be the least bit surprised. As a Kansas Cityan, 
Uh, people have wanted the Royals to spend money. They did it in free agency. They did it with one of their own. Does this, you know, a lot? You know, I had a comment last night on the Coffin Corner podcast where somebody's like, it doesn't matter what the Royals do because the Chiefs are going to push that vote through. Since the Chiefs are on there, people are going to vote yes to make sure the Chiefs are happy. But if it needs a little push, does this yeah. get people to the polls to vote yes for the Royals? Oh, I think so. The, the, the only surprise to me, because I thought they were going to get this done all, all winter long, and a lot of it was because of the stadium vote. I'm a little bit surprised that it happened when it did because I thought they might want to do it a little bit closer so it's a little bit to the vote, so it's a little bit fresher in people's minds. But, yeah, I think... When you go out and you spend 100, what is 108, 110 million in free agency, you get Bobby Witt Jr. signed long term. I add in that the Chiefs are on that vote. Uh, yeah, I think it pushes it over the top if it needed to be pushed over the top. Yeah. Um, all right. So where's your excitement level for spring training now? I don't know. One to ten scale, like 78, something like that. I mean, <laughs> I booked I booked my flight um, last week or two weeks ago, so I was already excited because I actually had a way to get there instead of just. You know, staring at airfares, um, but yeah, now I'm now I'm way up there. It's, it's, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and uh, you know, the other just your your thoughts on what the you know, what they did as far as outside the organization. Like, do you think they checked every box they needed to improve the team? Not necessarily to be a winner, but the other additions make this a contending team, uh, at least a team that can dream about being five hundred. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, in my opinion, they're still probably somewhere in the mid-70s, um, you know, 75, 76, somewhere in there. But when you get to that point, I always think there's there's plus or minus 10 in a season. I mean, if they're a 75-win team and you win 85 games, it's not going to surprise me. And if they win 85 games, they might win the division. So it's a bad division. And, and I think that they, they did – Pretty much everything I, they wanted to do, I would still, I'd love to see a big bat. I don't know where it would fit is the only thing. I mean, there, there's plenty of places they could put it, but they want to see, they want, they have guys in certain spots. So, um, I mean, I, I could, I could still see another move where they end up trading like Michael Garcia and signing a third base. And I don't know who that would be. I mean, I'd, I'd heard Matt Chapman a couple of times, mm-hmm. but that seems crazy to me. Um, maybe not, maybe not anymore. Um, it would be nice to get, one more bat in the lineup because I'm a little bit concerned about the offense after like the fifth or sixth spot. But I think they did a nice job. I think that they I, I, they've raised the floor so much. I think they've added so much to the bottom of the roster. I'd like to maybe see another piece at the top of the roster, but the bottom of the roster is so much better that theoretically they should be. I would. I mean, seriously, like 20 wins better would be my guess. Yeah, it should should be much better. All right, we're talking to David Lesky here in the program from uh, Inside the Crown. Uh, great coverage of the Kansas City Royals there at Inside the Crown. Uh, let's get to our final four. It's brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. If you suffer an orthopedic injury in everyday life or playing sports, the University of Kansas Health System offers orthopedic walk-in care at 435 and all in OP. Weekdays, it's 8 to 7. Saturdays, 8 to 2. You can learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash orthopedics uh let's begin with this what's your super bowl prediction so i i mean i I, every week i've said the chiefs are going to lose because i'm protecting myself um so of course i think the chiefs are going to lose but also they're going to win 27 24 okay so uh kc 27 24 uh got you down there all right who does sign next with the royals whether it's on the club or uh, elsewhere, who gets inked by the Royals next? Oh, I mean, it's probably some minor deal nobody's thinking about. But I'll say Vinny. I'll, I'll say Vinny because that's fun. I think that 
I think there's a mutual interest there. I think they'll see he's want to make sure he's healthy in spring training um, because he had pretty major surgery. But um, I think he gets done before the season starts. Will you attend the Super Bowl party? I'm throwing a Super Bowl party, so yeah. I'm when we get done here, I'm going out to get my wings and my steak for my nachos. So wow. that's, that's that's next on my list. Yeah, I like it. Uh, the master of ceremonies. There he is, uh, David Lesky. Finally, what are you feeling for a Royals record right now? Of course, not hold you to this. We'll get into spring training, get to the regular season all, but right now, what are you feeling? You said mid-70s-ish? Put a number yeah, on it. Yeah, I'll say 76 and 86. I like the 20-win improvement is a nice round number, so we'll go with that. All right, there it is. David, you're the man. We appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you every week once we get baseball season going. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Trent. He's the man, David Lesky from Inside the Crown. We'll take a break. Uh, 913-3810-810. Get the phone lines open. Royals, Chief Sporting, KUK State, Missouri. Always a topic here in the program. 913-3810-810. You're listening to the program on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Cliff Kingsbury going to the Washington Commanders as their offensive coordinator. We knew that meant that Eric Bieniemy wasn't going to have a gig in Washington with Dan Quinn, but Dan Quinn's made it official, mm-hmm. putting an announcement out that yeah, Eric Bieniemy will not be a part of his staff. Said he will not uh, return. His exact quote: "They fixed the glitch." <laughs> no, I had it a second ago. He says, "I respect him a lot. He will. I will we will not be working together in DC." Okay, Eric, we're yeah. going to need you to move your yeah. desk to storage room. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, move your desk back. Put some boxes in here and. Uh, Oh, 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 there it is. Yes, let's, let me grab that from you there real quick. Uh, he says, I think he's an excellent coach. We're not going to work together here. I wish EB nothing but the best. I have a lot of respect for him. Running back job could be open. Yeah. The fact that if you took the wide receiver, the former wide receiver is coaching running backs and put him at the wide receiver coach here, mm-hmm. that would open up the running back job. Mm-hmm. Pinkston was a wide out. The fact that uh, the commanders were the last team to hire a head coach kind of left him out there. Yeah. Didn't really help his, his chances of getting a job elsewhere. I guess someone could have come and grabbed him. But, but is, there, is there a ranking I, thing bet, with I'll his bet, position in Washington? I'll, I'll bet he had – well, he was associate head yeah, coach. so you can't – But I'll bet, he, uh, I'll bet he had a two-year deal. So he'll probably – Sit, sit the yeah. year out, get paid, and then be back on the market F- next find year. Find a spot he wants to go to that wants him next year. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. Let's talk to Brad. You're in the program, Brad. What's going on, buddy? Hey, how you guys doing today? Good, man. What's on your mind? So I had a question on the Royals. Um, they've done quite a bit of what I would like to have them done this year. Uh, the one thing that I had a question about was, what do you guys think about the? Uh, the Salvador Perez still being on the team, do you think they can win? Because uh, I believe he's got another year after this year with a $20 million and a $22 million um, contract that they would be due to him. And, you know, I mean, I don't think his war is very good. He's a great guy and all of that, a great ambassador. But do you think him before the signing of Bobby Witt being your highest paid player is something that they can they can deal with for a couple years still. Well, he's still your highest paid player because Bobby Wood Jr. is going to make $2 million this year. So, yeah. you know, but but your point being, you know, Bobby Wood now having the bigger contract, uh, the largest contract, was can they? You know, the, the wording is important, Brad. Yes, they can. I'm going to let you go. I appreciate the call. Uh, will they? Uh, to be determined. I, I think, you know, when we had uh, J.J. Piccolo in, uh, a week ago, uh, talking to him, or uh, in, not in the studio, but uh, you know, on the show, he, he said that 
you know, they pretty much modeled that the entire AL Central was all pretty much right around 500. So if they think they've improved their team to be 77, 78 wins, and if any Pascantino comes in, I'm sure that's, you know, planning on production from Pascantino. But Bobby Wood Jr. is everything he was, and maybe a little bit more. Michael Massey turns a corner, MJ Melendez. There are guys who have underperformed what their expectations are. If they would meet some of those expectations, and the veterans be average to what they've been that they brought in, so this is a team that could be in the mix, and then are they willing to go do something at the trade deadline to improve their chances? So will they be competitive remains to be seen. Can they be c- competitive with his contract? Yes. All right, Isaiah Pacheco expected to start in the Super Bowl in each of his first two seasons. Who was the last running back to do that? Brought to you by Joe's Kansas City Barbecue.